0: All right, Tyler, we're going to do one quick other story. Uh, I know that you've got a tight day, so we'll keep this one uh, brief. But I wanted to briefly highlight some thoughts from our audience on CES. So it's common knowledge now that CES... Uh, is going virtual for 2021. It sets a precedent as one of the world's largest tech events, uh, especially after the Consumer Technology Association said around their show uh, only recently that they would continue to be in person. It really sets a precedent that, nah, 2021's conferences are not going to be immune to COVID either, Hmm. and it's time to start thinking ahead. So they decided to transition from their classic Las Vegas in-person show to a fully virtual conference. Uh, And the CTA says that, with this new all digital experience guests and exhibitors should still expect some of the highlights of ces and uh, the full experience meaning keynote speeches product showcases and many opportunities to network so we wanted to get some thoughts from folks in the tech industry who look to CES a lot for networking, industry professional, and industry casual connections. You know, because this is fun for a lot of people, too. Definitely. It's not, it's not just business. It's a, it's a good time. So we wanted to field these questions to the industry to hear what y'all, especially in the tech sector, think about this shift to an all-virtual CES. And so uh, there was a response here that I wanted to highlight. I thought the responses were solid and really reflects uh, an intersection of different interests in CES. We got thoughts from uh, Ronjini Joshua. She's the owner and president of the Silver Telegram, which is a PR agency focused on brand awareness, media relations, and thought leadership for technology brands specifically. They also specialize in crowdfunding PR, so they develop and execute crowdfunding campaigns, uh, which you know, as we've seen, huge boom in tech over the last several years. Uh, you know, really gives them an interesting perspective on being being on the ground floor as a media company and a tech representative uh, looking to make connections with up-and-coming tech companies, and uh, you know, do that networking both to learn more about what's in the industry and to uh, you know potentially find some new clients. Right. So, here are some thoughts from a media and tech industry professional on CES's all virtual impact in 2021 so let's hear her responses to these questions i fielded her way tyler we'll start with the first question Uh, how will a virtual only ces affect the value you get out of the show and how does this show need to uh, offer something new or not something new to continue to be valuable how will it excuse me how will it still be a valuable investment for someone like Joshua? so go ahead and play that first response for us
1: I hope that CES being virtual will allow us to be able to experience more of the show itself. I know I spend a lot of time, and we all do, uh, spend a lot of time walking and going from hall to hall and and going on the bus and taking a taxi and Uh, parking and whatnot so hopefully it will eliminate a lot of the travel time that people have a lot of the time they're waiting at the Starbucks uh, counter Uh, obviously it eliminates that interaction that we have and those meaningful conversations as well but um, maybe it'll allow us to get more out of CES in a shorter amount of time and maybe even cover more of the ground um, being able to go from different halls so I'm really looking forward to figuring out how they're going to allow us to engage with the different booths and figure out how we can still discover a lot. Um, I think that's gonna be really important is being able to discover brands. A lot of my show specifically is around discovering new items, new products, um, and not necessarily always meetings. So um, it would be great to maintain some kind of mix or semblance of that kind of dynamic of a mixture of being able to set meetings in advance, but also being able to still discover new stuff and booths um, when you're exploring the show floor. So I look forward to participating and CES as a virtual event.
0: All right, Tyler. Thoughts on that first one?
2: Yeah, I think she makes a good point in that you can experience more of the event when you're not having to spend time walking, standing in line, things like that. You know, because it, it's a yeah. vast event, as you know very well. Uh, it, oh my it's, gosh, yeah. it's absolutely massive. And so, you know, how are you going to be able to consume as much of it as possible? I think that she makes a very good point that uh, that it's going to be more accessible for more people without the uh, the added, you know, time expense of walking and that sort of thing and so yeah that that to me makes a lot of sense
0: especially if everyone is on the same wavelength right yeah. so if everyone wants this to be a more efficient experience because there's no other choice then everyone's in that same mindset and all of your interactions uh, go into uh you know the initial hello or the initial you know would love to learn more about your product with that like okay this is a more efficient conversation in mind you're not going to have that one-on-one let's clink beers and go grab a pickle after this you know what I right mean? right uh, yeah okay so question number two i asked how have you adjusted your networking strategy to reach customers and partners at the remote show let's see her thoughts on that
1: my premise for networking at CES has always been contacting people in advance and then also discovery at the show. So it's pretty much the same thing um, is really just reaching out to people, setting up meetings. I think the discovery portion is going to be a little bit different as we go remote and virtual, but I think, um, I think being able to see each other face to face is really important. So I, I feel like zoom is going to be overloaded with meetings. Um, If there's another way to do it as well, like Hangouts or whatever, I think that's great. Even having chatbots incorporated, I think also helps a ton. I know some of the virtual events that I've attended so far in 2020 have live customer support. And what that really means is that you're speaking to booth staff live. So if if there's that opportunity, I think we're going to be able to get a lot more networking done. And um, unfortunately, we're going to lose our walking time. But hopefully that is... um, Switched out with productivity.
2: Again, exactly. When you reduce the time spent on other things, you are increasing the amount of time that you can spend collaborating with people, talking on Zoom and chatbot and interact. You know. Um, integrating these other tools that we have available in the rest of our lives into a virtual trade show type environment can lead to you know more leads and that sort of thing. Like how many people walk up to booths and see that the three or four people that you have manning the booth are all busy talking to other people and then walk away. When if you can integrate a chat bot or you know have an ability to set up a Zoom appointment or something like that um, is available, you could maybe actually potentially meet more people, cash in on more of those leads and that sort of thing. Which I think can be beneficial. And I think at the the very least points to a future where all trade shows are more hybrid than simply just being an in-person type phenomenon.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's easy to imagine how many interactions at CES are in retrospect, a waste of time, right? Uh, meetings that you schedule that are more formality than anything, time where you have to, you know, spend at the booth physically, just sort of engaging with people that, you know, might have an interest in just like looking at your cool robot or your cool product, but no real interest in like engaging Mm -hmm. with, uh, you at a professional level, uh, or, or even just like a casual fun level, like people just kind of, you know, perusing and and doing their thing. But now every interaction is going to have to be a little more meaningful. And I think that is... You know, it might actually be a better return on investment for a lot of these companies, especially for someone like Ronjini, who's looking to make PR contacts here. She can really strategize, I think, a little better uh, because it's virtual, because everything can be a little more strategic and everyone is on that same wavelength. Um, there's no, you know, um, uh, I don't know, like like you, you can cut the BS, basically. Let's yeah. just get right to it and let's make this productive. Let's make this exciting. Let's learn about each other. Definitely. And then the last question I had from her was, uh, what technologies are you excited to see at CES and why? Just a basic here, wanted to get an idea of you know what the tech professionals are looking to. So let's hear from that and then we'll wrap up for the day.
1: I never expect too much when I go to CES um, because it's always um, more than I expect and overwhelming. Um, I think I- I'm just excited to see more on the autonomous vehicles. I think not a lot of it has really come to fruition, and I'm not sure how they're going to show that virtually. It's going to be interesting, but I do see that maybe there's going to be a lot more sta- staged um stage dynamics for the different booths where they can house a booth within their own space and maybe do a little bit more. So um, maybe in this perspective, we'll be able to actually see more than we would normally see at the show floor. Um, But I'm not sure exactly yet. Uh, I do love the autonomous vehicles. Um, I I am also big on um, Bluetooth audio, so I love that. And I feel like we're gonna see a lot of really cool ed tech products this year too, because there's so much virtual stuff going around Education, so uh, hopefully we'll look forward to seeing that. I'm crossing my fingers.
2: I know you love you some ed tech, Daniel. So uh, that hell yeah, yeah, I I know that that uh, that excites you as well. So yeah, uh, be interesting to see how this changes things. But uh, but yeah, looking forward to seeing how CES uh, 2021 looks different. Hundred
0: percent, and I wonder how many technologies are going to play on the uh all virtual experience as a way to almost re-cement their relevance as a technology Mm -hmm. i'm sure there are plenty of remote workflow solutions there's going to be probably some great lms's out there that are going to look to highlight hey y'all are in an all virtual experience right now uh y'all are uh, learning networking engaging well guess what we offer that for your space, or we offer that for your industry, uh, you know, at a great price or with you know great resources. I, I think it just could be um, a really uh, great setup for some up and coming ed tech and especially online learning solutions. To uh, you know, I don't know, to to kind of guide the narrative for the whole show. So right. I I agree with her. It's definitely exciting. Definitely, definitely. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries.